With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to the Manchester's Red podcast for Manchester Evening News. A transfer special today. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Mr. James Robson. Hello. And Mr. Kieran Kerry. Hello. And a busy week for us here. Man United have confirmed their first two signings of the summer transfer window, both relatively unknown from us here in the English game. Uh, Fred from Shakhtar Donetsk and Diego, Diogo Delo from FC Porto. It's always good to be mispronounced his name 20 seconds into the podcast. But uh, what can you both tell us about these new signs, James? Well, I actually saw Fred last year. More than most of us. Yeah, I I did watch him play when I was was covering City versus Shakhtar. Um, From what I can see of him, he's typically Brazilian in the sense that he's got brilliant close control. You know, he's a a good footballer, even though he's a a holding midfielder um, who essentially, I suppose United will be holding his winning the ball a lot he's actually a really good user of the ball as well he's very offensive minded and that's something United missed I think last season with Michael Carrick being out for so long because although Michael Carrick's a holding midfielder he passes the ball forward and that sounds simple but so many midfielders don't pass the ball forward you know they'll knock it off to the side particularly in that position and Carrick was always looking for that forward pass Forwards, set forward loved playing with him because they always knew that he'd be looking for them straight away. It wasn't a long hit and hope, it was a, a ball into feet, into the run. Um, and, and Fred is that type of player. Uh, from what I've been told about him as well, he's not just a holding midfielder, he could actually play further up front, he can actually be a more offensive midfielder. And again, I think that comes down to just the natural Brazilian elements of him, if you like, that you know, they're all brilliant attacking players straight away, aren't they? In Brazil, not to generalise, but we've seen Edison this year, and he looks as good about about as good as as anyone on the ball, doesn't he? Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to bring a lot to the midfield, a lot of energy. In terms of Diogo Dallo, um, I think like probably a lot of people, when his name was first mentioned, their first uh, response was, "Who's that then?" Mm. and <laughs> We've all done a bit of Google searching to find out a bit more about it. YouTube compilations. Um, I'm going to have to take Jose Mourinho's word when he says he's the best right-back at his age group in Europe. I'm going to have to take his word for that because I have no idea. Kieran? Yeah, so I know Liverpool fans already get annoyed because Alexander Arnold's getting uh, bashed yeah. inadvertently by that. But yeah, I think it's um, similar. It's so rare nowadays where you find a player who you've never really heard of because everyone's so clued up in inverted commas with FIFA football manager and YouTube so I, I, it's been quite refreshing that um, had a complete wildcard come in there and I think it's quite exciting in a way because uh, you look at what 90 million buys you now and that's the reality it is an unknown but um, going by I suppose the Lindelof parallel there that that was a bit of a mm, sign in and Mourinho relied on what he knows about Portuguese football so you wonder you know is he going to adopt a similar approach with this kid that he's just going to ease him in step by step and there isn't that pressure because as I touched on it's not a a huge price tag as mad as that sounds for a guy who's only played eight games but 19.5 million now is what you know nine million was ten years ago or whatever Um, and with Valencia being the undisputed right back he's probably going to be named captain uh, officially he can really have a season just to get used to new methods, new culture, 
um, and a new manager. And I think already you can see the his mentality kind of fits that Mourinho uh, profile that he's he's already talking about working really hard and giving his best for the team and essentially kind of leaving blood on the pitch. So for you know a millennial, he's he seems quite old school, and I think um, that'll be really interesting to see how he gets on there. But um, you know his English just just blew me away. Just mm. that interview he did when he was unveiled, and I think already you're feeling because his sister lives in London. He's he's got the ingredients to settle in really quickly, and um, you know you could think is it the end of September the first Carabao Cup games are they could get yeah. his first game maybe there, and obviously it's the tour. He'll be fit for that, um, and I know Valencia is also going to be there because Ecuador didn't qualify for the World Cup, but that's obviously a, a big chance for him to to shine. Yeah. I think the uh, the interesting part of this signing is for Mourinho haters, it's a very un-Mourinho mm-hmm. signing, isn't it? Because yeah. he's, he's a young guy who, you know, even if Mourinho sees out his contract, he's not going <laughs> to see anywhere near the best of him. No. Even if he comes straight into the team, you're not going to see anywhere near the best of him in the next three years, are you? It's on that age. So it is a sign of Mourinho thinking to the future. Um, maybe he will be the only young signing he makes and the rest of them are going to be 29 and 30. Yeah. Uh, we'll d- discuss that a bit later. I think if if, um, if you wanted to have any concerns, you wouldn't want, but if you had any concerns, um, the last time I think I can remember United signing someone who you thought, I've no idea who that is, I've literally never heard of him, <laughs> uh, it was probably Bebe. Yeah, you know, mm, um, yeah. And we saw how that turned out. Uh, and also, of course, United thought they'd signed the best left back for his age group in Europe yeah I was going to go that so because it, it's not it's one thing having the young players but then it's utilising them yeah. and not just killing their careers off early yeah. on and seeing how they can actually flourish at United and often when they when you talk about Portuguese players even ones who are in their early 20s people say they move on too quickly sometimes and they have to go back to Portugal to re-establish themselves and then move on again we saw that with Matic when back, went back to Benfica um for Delot, or Delo, sorry, for this God's is meant Delo down, isn't it? That's how I'm remembering it. Um, do you think Delo has maybe moved on too early in his career? Do you think it's too much too soon? Or it's hard to say with that, isn't it? I, I, what I would say is, United, United is a place. It's a wonderful place for, for young players mm. to, to to play. You know, just be, I know Mourinho gets stick for apparently not giving youth a chance. Well, I don't think that's true. I, th- I think there's a stat that actually no the United player. Played more last season than Mark Rashford. McTominay came in, and it's about having the actual quality of young players because the reserves have been stagnated, and the under is just too young for him to actually use now. So I think it's talent as well. He isn't being loaned back to Porto United or taken straight away, which Mm. would suggest he will get. I think Darren played maybe eighteen or nineteen games last season. If he played that much and gets used to a new culture and um, you know train with these big big players, and Porto is a huge club, but another level up for him obviously I think it's it's a win-win for him there, there is really no pressure on him yes. and he'll, he'll get games because United are desperate to rest Valencia yeah. you know he, his, his fitness levels are incredible but he's now in his 30s I think he wasn't at his best last season I still think he had a good season um, there, were, there aren't too many better right backs but nowadays and also the way that United play I think the way that they want to play going forward is for those wing backs to be so crucial to mm. it because you look at and they can't get the wingers right, can they? That's just, no. so you think really that a lot of the offensive stuff's going to come from those wing backs. You need energy there, don't you? And he's just going to have young legs. It's going to be loads of energy. But also, if you rest, if you're able to rest someone like Valencia, 
he'll get more out of him when he plays. Yeah. And same with in terms of Delo, that's why he might have a good chance of pre-season because even though Valencia will be available for pre-season, it doesn't necessarily mean you want to play him. He's no. sort of nothing game straight away. You want to bed him in and give him as much of a chance when it really matters. And of course, we've talked a lot about Delo, but uh, supporters will be getting excited to see Fred at the World Cup, but probably won't actually be playing many minutes for Brazil, will they, James? From what I was told... Um... Who told you? <laughs> I, I can't say that. Uh, the anticipation in Brazil is that he has no chance of starting any games, or at least the games that yeah. they can. Um, let's say if they're only qualified by the time it gets to the last group game, then yeah, maybe. Uh, I think he's a long way back in the pecking order there. And when you look at the Brazil midfield, I suppose it's understandable. Mm. I don't know that it's ever understandable when Manchester United's £50 million signing, starting midfielder, doesn't start for his country. You kind of wonder what's going on yeah. there. But I mean, Leroy Sane is not even going to the World Cup, is he? And we all know how good he is. So, you know, it's, it's about having a team, a system. They've got, what, Casemiro, Fernandinho, Paulinho. Paulinho. So, you know, there's, it's a good midfield, isn't it? Yeah. You never know. Maybe he'll, uh, he'll come on and... With World Cups, there's always a surprise, isn't there? Maybe he'll end up being their surprise. I remember it was similar in, in 2010, I think, when United just bought Chicharito in Landers. He didn't really feature that. He didn't start the games for Mexico. He came on, he did have a good World yeah. Cup in the end, but he sort yeah. of bed himself in. I remember watching the first couple of games and he didn't, didn't he think he played 10 minutes in the open against South Africa and you're wondering, well, if this new signing can't actually play yeah. for Mexico in the, in the biggest game they've got, you, you are concerned. But he turned out all right. He stayed on the bench as well. Yeah, he yeah. turned out. <laughs> I remember Toto Scalacci in 1990 oh. didn't start either. 1990, when was that? That was, <laughs> that was minus four. Was good time. About 28 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they started with Viali and Ravinelli. And, uh, was it Ravinelli? No, it was Viali and someone. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to talk about Fred without mentioning Fabinho. Liverpool signed him last week. Um, there's also there's been a lot of social media sort of debate about who's got the better deal, Kieran. Who do you think, mate? I mean, it's difficult for you to say. It's a lot of pressure, but do you think United are wise to go for Fred? Yeah, I, 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 it, I think and they were never interested. They, in yeah, they make that clear. But from January, Mourinho publicly was talking about getting current successors so I think this signing is it's proved the most straightforward but it was probably the most important of the summer that um, you haven't got a saga really it was, it was a pretty straightforward signing and um, I think they would have done obviously their homework and for whatever reason they never really sniffed around Fabinho and, uh, I know Liverpool fans are hailing that as a coup because you know it was tied up so quickly but um, I think they are different players and Similar with, you know, you've had Lukaku, Murata and all, all that nonsense that inevitably these guys get compared. But I think everyone can just accept they're good players in their own right. I think both clubs will, will ultimately do well out of it. You talk about Fred and Delo on the pitch. It's going to come back to you again, Kieran. There's also a signing on its way off the pitch for Petty, the Sampdoria yes. coach. He's worked with Mourinho before, part of that inter side that won the treble. What can United fans expect from him? How close is that deal? What's the latest on that? Yeah, so he was in England uh, two weeks ago and the, the contract was, was sealed there. So he'll be on the pre-season tour. And I, I think um, it's easy to forget with all the signings going on that in the backroom side of things, this has been the biggest reshuffle Mourinho's had probably in his career, that you're having three new voices coming in at once. Um, so you have Carrick, who I know on a fish he was working as a coach. You have uh, Kieran McKenna and then Repetti. So... Um, at times, you know, I desperately lacked ideas towards the end of last season. And I know it's ironic that if Rui Free hadn't departed, probably would have only seen Carrick come into the, the fall. But now is a brilliant chance to freshen it up. And 
um, each of them will bring something different. I think River Petty is more um, on the fitness side of things. Um, Carrick, you'll see probably doing a bit more of the work free did with the players in terms of that kind of good cop to bad cop kind of a thing and uh, helping the midfield obviously and McKenna I think will be key to that style of play which got so stagnant of course so um, I think they all have a huge role to play and I, I would say that if it's all well and good signing four players and spending you know 160 million but if you're going to use that same setup that dogged United for most of last season I, I just don't think there's any point to a degree so at least you know, you have some fresh voices in there and you would like to think Mourinho, even if he opens his ear just a little bit, uh, they could really add something to, to that setup. You hope he does listen to him, because otherwise it's pointless, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fergie's big thing was that he constantly refreshed his backroom team and that's why he always managed to stay relevant. Yeah. You know, the, throughout, throughout the years, things changed at United. The, the form, formation, the system changed massively from, from the early days to at the very end. And I think a big criticism of Mourinho lately has kind of been just this idea, is he yesterday's man? Now, I don't think he is yesterday's man, you know, because uh, he very recently won the, the, the Premier League. So I don't, I don't think he's yesterday's man yeah. at all. But it does feel, there, there is this, this sense, isn't there, that um, old Guardiola and Pochettino well, and Klopp, coaches. exactly, it's this new way, it's all free-flowing attacking football, doesn't win anything unless you're Guardiola. Um, you know, the... the there's a feeling that oh, Mourinho's set in the past and you'll never be able to win playing his football. Well, United already have won more than... They've won the same as City in, um, in the past couple of years and they've won uh, more than Liverpool and Tottenham combined, haven't they? But you do think maybe we need to see something a little bit different. I don't know that United fans will accept this much longer. You know, that this season... I think losing the FA Cup final was a really big deal. I think if you'd have won the FA Cup final, you can still say... We're, we're moving forward yeah, progress. and it did move forward you know the second place is definitely progressing but it doesn't feel like it when you're that many points behind City and you play the football you played and City played the football they played and Liverpool are playing out there playing it doesn't feel like it I think the trophy would have would have backed his argument a lot more so I would expect a style change this season and you spoke about that it's a huge summer for Mourinho because he has to improve again next season and he has to somehow cut that gap on City do you find that the two Chances that have been announced this week are, are risks relatively in that sense. Do you think Mourinho maybe would have preferred to go for more established names, but he's taken two sort of gambles here, isn't he? They're all risks, aren't they? You know, the risk is stating the obvious. They are, you, know, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get, especially when you're buying foreign players. You don't want to get buy English players with Luke Shaw, you know. But it, it, it's obviously a gamble. But, you know, how many times have United actually signed? established players and they've been successes Van Persie's about Van Persie's yeah. like probably the last one major major yeah. established player who came in and hit the ground running just like that it doesn't generally happen does yeah. it you know a lot of the time we've seen with Falcao and Di Maria and Schweinsteiger you know that, that list that list goes on so Sanchez well so far yeah I, I think I think there are so many areas United need to improve in that this is just the start. I think yeah. we, there could be another three or four coming in this summer just because he needs to improve in so many areas and be able to change the squad and change the team and still be at the, the top, top level. You look at City, they can take players in and out and it still looks the same, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You know, the, the, it's such a quality, deep squad that they've yeah. got. And United have been relying too long on players like Fellaini, who 
we know he has his attributes, but he's not going to take your game up to another level, is he? No. Darmy, and you bring him in, you bring in Blind. Uh, even to an extent, Herrera, you know, I, I don't think he, he raises the level. He's, he's, look, he's a, he's a worthy squad man, but he doesn't particularly raise standards, I don't think. There's so many of those sort of players that you just yeah. think they need to break that mould and be able to make dynamic changes, which I don't think they've been able to do. You spoke there about the potential additions uh, this summer, but you said maybe they'll be up three or four, perhaps even still. But United look like a new, new left back, new centre back, maybe another centre mid, a right winger. There's talk of a new striker. That's five positions already. Which ones are the ones United need to actually prioritise? And if they could only maybe sign three more players in three positions, what positions do United need the most? It'd have to be left back and centre back, I think, because. I don't go along with that they will sign five or six more. I think you look at the budget they've last season, mm-hmm. they've already spent 45% of that. So I know we have to post Neymar, Merck, all that nonsense inflation and things, but I, I don't think they actually have the, the sums to be able to go out and do this churning thing, which they've done for so many summers and it just leaves them you know, unbalanced again. So I think it'll depend on who goes a bit as well, but equally you're looking at that, the guys who will go aren't going to raise a terrible amount of money. So you get Fellaini's wages off the bill and you have Darmian and Blinn's fees. And outside of those three, I think unless a player physically wants to go and knocks on the office door, I don't think he's actually going to actively move them on. So um, I think left-back, you know, to to stick with Young and Valencia and expect them to both play 50 games each next season is, is a huge demand I think of it but equally I could see you know if you still have Shaw on your books can you really bring a third left back in there you know, it's not great is it and then centre back is the same thing they've got you know five or six as it is they've spent 30 million on one last summer can they bring afford to bring another one in without moving one out so I think there's still two areas there that may yet depend on if they want to move those players out. But for me, those two positions are key. I think the the forward line picks itself if you're sticking with Sanchez, which they will, and, and Lingard, and then you've got the midfield now picks itself with Matic and Fred. So um, it's really just the defence that needs needs you know reshaping, isn't it? I'd agree, left back definitely. Um, less so on the centre back. Uh, I think left back. You know, I, I agree with Kieran. They need to bring money in to help fund yeah. this because there's that much they need to spend. But I think um, there was a foretelling to that in in December and January. And Mourinho said we've just got we've got to spend lots more than we've already spent. So I think he is expecting more money than he's ever had before. Um, I think if you look at Blinden, um, Blinden Shaw could get you around the best part of forty million probably if you're selling them on. That's that's a that's a decent sum of money. Um, Darmian, I don't know, 10, 10 plus, 15. 10 to 15. You know, the, we're talking decent figures here when they all come in for players who aren't actually offering that much to the squad, let's be honest. So mm-hmm. you get three players out there who've barely played and you're getting some decent money in. Um, from what I'm told, the centre-back, it's not a priority, but it, it will depend how much money they've got left after they buy all the, in the other positions they need. So the the, the other YRL stuff, I don't think is as close as it's been as we've been led to believe. Um, I, I so I go for a left back. I don't, I don't think they're desperate for a centre back. I think they need to make. Well, the Smalling and Jones actually did really well last year. Yeah. You know, they're not everyone's taste, but they actually did well. Um, and I think you can <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was that. Um, I, I think you would expect a lot more from Bay. Oh yeah, you expect a lot more yeah. from yeah. Lindelof. You spent a lot of money that's on true. those two players. So I don't think that's such a desperate area. Um, I think he definitely wants another uh, central midfielder. And for me. 
he needs desperately a uh, right winger. It's, the attack just does not work. The players so he's got don't work. And it's a shame, but for whatever reason, he can't make them work. And the FA Cup final was a classic example, wasn't it? It's just, it was just pretty the awful, awful thing, wasn't it? Really, to be honest. Yeah. And he just can't get that balance right. And if he's got Sanchez and he's insisting on playing him on the left, then I think Marshall's got to go, really, because I don't see where he's, when he's going to play. Um, you stick with Rashford, but he's not particularly happy on the right. I think you know the, the Bale stuff. That's the, that is the one. Bale is perfect, but I can totally understand the Arnautovic links because he kills two birds with one stone because yeah. he's cover for Lukaku and he can also play wide right. Now that'll suit. So might not be everyone's taste, but again, it'll it'll do the job. Interviewing the reality for United fans, we know there's been lots of high-profile names linked and big money moves. But thinking reality, there's not. Do you think there will be a marquee signing, or do you think it's just going to be sensible, versatile players for Mourinho this summer? I think Bell could be the marquee signing. Wow. I know. I know for a fact that United were talking about signing him in in December. Mm. That they were they were already planning. Yeah. Planning on making a move for him in December and they were convinced that Mourinho would be able to get the best out of him but that was before they signed Sanchez so I've got, I've got to say that that was before Sanchez came now I think the only thing is you look at that forward line now and you think signing of Sanchez hasn't changed the need to sign Bale has it that's, that's the only problem um, but if there was going to be a marquee signing I would think him but it depends what else you're calling a marquee signing you know what is that? Is it? Does it have to be Gareth Bale at 100 million pounds? Top 20. You know, for instance, yeah, I think Mark, anything, Marco Verratti would be a marquee signing. Yeah, yeah. He'd still cost a, a um, lot of money. Milinkovic Savage has been linked. He'd cost a lot of money. Is he a, a marquee signing? I think if you ask the uh, football Twitter brigade yeah. and people who play FIFA or yeah. team, then they would love someone like that. But well, they'll cost a lot of money. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But in terms of a household name, I think if you ask most people in the street, they probably couldn't spell it. So, you know, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> It's not, he's not like signing Pogba, is it? Or Bale? No. Malinkovic Savage. He's had a good season for, for Lazio, but, and he might well be brilliant when, he, when he's signing, but see it he's, not, just he's not the megastar name, is it, that we're talking about? So what he's, he's not a Sanchez. Sanchez was a marquee signing, wasn't he? Mm. That's, his, that's a name that the whole world knows, not just because Manchester United have been linked with him. That's, that would be a marquee signing, one that doesn't have to be linked yeah. with United, and it'd be a big name. So going up front, um, <laughs> I think they need to move away from that anyway because I think for too long that commercial you can say the practical signs yeah, of something. Yeah, players that are actually going to come in and prove the squad that can just go in and do that six and a half out of ten every week. I think getting these hot core players, they have enough of them. You look at Rashford or Martial. What's the point in buying another? Oh, no more six and a half out of tens. <laughs> no, 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 you, no, you've got Herrera's a six and a half out of ten. He's not always. He can be a three, got these. So. Um, six and a half out of ten. You, you bought um, no function. Schneidlin, you brought to do that job, and he was a five out of ten, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I think they need more than that. Yeah, There's no six and a half out of ten in that city team, is it? No, they're seven eight minimum. That's like last season. That's like base level, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And Stuart Brennan's ranking. <laughs> <laughs> but those were nine. That's 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 what they need, I think. I think, they, and Malinkovic Savage again. I can't claim I've seen loads of this guy. Yeah. But I, I read about him like everyone else. I see what he, he scored quite a lot of goals in the last season. Mm-hmm. Look, if he's if he's a if he's a top top player in Italy, you'd think he'd be a top player over here. But he just doesn't fit into that. So that's the thing if you have Pogba and him in the same midfield, yeah. it's disaster. Okay. But this is what I'm trying to say is that yes. it's not six and a half in terms of other crap. It's they're just 
you know the system work exactly on with it. head down left back center mid those kind of players whereas um, if you're throwing another marquee name and spending three quarters of your remaining budget I just think that really sets you up you're giving him another problem mm. when he's trying to think of oh how do I get the best out of Sanchez when oh now I've got another 29 year old who's got mm. his own problems it's for me it's a gamble and I think that's they'd be making that sign of more with commercial uh, ideas as much sending because if you ask anyone before that Champions League final I think most United fans would have been content with not having been with yeah. him this summer and I think with the new Real Madrid manager coming in I think it will change again that he may as well say well why would I want to leave Real Madrid yeah. that's what he says every summer and that's the problem yeah. that's been yeah, his problem every summer yeah. that he says he doesn't want to leave they want him but he loves, he loves Spain he loves winning Champions League yeah. every year why would you want him with him so why wouldn't exactly um I mean, I don't see actually where another midfielder fits in, unless he's a squad midfielder. Or he's got to be happy with not starting every week, isn't he? Because, or yeah. unless you're going to stop, unless unless, unless Matic doesn't play so much next season, and he was one of his best players yeah. this yeah. year, or unless Pogba doesn't play so much, unless they're thinking beyond... Because Milinkovic-Savic, you would think, would be more like taking the Pogba place, wouldn't you? Yeah. More attacking option. Yeah. But from what I've been told about Fred, I could see Matic being the holding mm. midfielder, yeah. Fred and Fred and Pogba on the left, Fred on the right. Yeah. I can see that. Definitely. James Robson predicts. And I, that would, it would give them that sort of midfield, that's that sort of modern midfield that's really yeah, attack minded. You know, that, that city's midfield, isn't it? Where they've got the one hole. They've got a lot of shout outs in the spots there. Yeah. Sorry about that. City, yeah. Um, so that's, so you've got the, the, the holding player, Fernandinho, who's the only yeah. defensive minded player they've got. And it's just all attack after that. Mm. This would be a Mourinho-esque version in mm. the fact that you've got Fred who does have those defensive tenacious, but he's also very attack-minded, very forward-thinking. He's sticking with Pogba, maybe that gives Pogba a bit more freedom. As long as they play that attack down the left, they should be fine, shouldn't they? Then that season. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what Mourinho does in the coming weeks as well. Thank you both for joining us for this transfer update special. We'll be back as and when you not make any more moves in the transfer market, make sure to follow us on the Manchester Evening News for all the latest transfer news from Old Trafford. And remember to subscribe to Manchester's Red on Acast for all the latest episodes.